Um, so uh, you're Austin. So uh, I am Austin. <laughs> so uh, who are you and like what do you do for people that don't know? So people don't know. So my name's Austin Janowski, and I have been working in comics professionally since 1994, mostly as a maker. I have been lucky enough to work on Iron Man with Bob Layton and helping Jay Leeson on X-Men Unlimited. I've done work for uh, DC Licensing, Image, IDW, Top Cow, uh, Dynamite, a bunch of different companies, plus smaller tier ones. And uh, I put out my first book back in 1994 that was nationally distributed between Diamond and Capital, made a profit. And uh, I've been slowly putting out my own books uh, over the years. It shifted the past four years ago. I mean, people don't really use Inker so much anymore. Um, so I had stories I wanted to kind of do. I started years ago, and I just, you know, I got busy with other stuff. So now I'm really focused four years ago. And I have a couple of series. One's called Zombies Were Human Too, telling zombie stories before and how they became zombies. I have an all-age uh, Christmas series called uh, Stanley the Snowman. <laughs> and that is going to be coming out through Scout Comics in July. I have an Angel series called Divine Retribution that is coming out through Second Sight Studios. And I have a book called Dawn of the Dead, which is a web series I'm acting in. And we did a comic book for it that Terraform is going to be doing a Kickstarter for next month. So, wow. Lots of stuff. A lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. You probably have more stuff than what we got going on. <laughs> I've uh, just been doing it longer. That's all. That's true. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, yeah, we're going to pick your brain a lot then. Um, Feel free. Um, so, well, we still use anchors. Uh, well, that's good. Yeah. We, we have Sean. I, I'm going to hopefully not butcher his last name. Barbar. Bar oh, yeah. Sean B. Yeah. He yeah. actually did some. He did a couple of stories for Zombie <laughs> Volume 1. Yeah. Yeah, he um, he's our anchor for um, the Seer Chronicles, and like now we have like two teams finally. Like that's what that's one of the goals that I had this year was to at least try to get two teams that I have. So I have Adam Fields that does like our solo series. So all of our art would be basically his art for like all the solo series. So and he did just the pencils for our new solo series scales. Sweet. But then I asked Sean if he wanted to do the inking because Adam didn't want to. And uh, I guess now Adam is going to do penciling and inking for the rest of everything. Right. Uh, he, he was just like um, busy this year. Um, but Sean is the inker for like all Seer Chronicles and that's lasting for a while. <laughs> uh, and then we have like a, just a video game and like 7,000 other things that we're doing. So. <laughs> Got your irons in the fire. That's good. Yeah. Uh, but it took a while to like, build up. First, we had to figure out um, you know, where we were going with yeah. all of this and uh, our platform. This year, we were trying to, we relaunched our platform because it's like got digital comics on there, but we're adding other stuff to it, like right. services and stuff. So, yeah, that's, that's cool. There's a lot going on with that. <laughs> Yeah, making comic books is not nearly as easy as it used to be. I mean, it was hard, you know, way back when, but you basically, for independence, um, it was black and white. 
you did not do color because the technology was not there in the mid nineties. Um, there was just starting with image and, and whatnot, but uh, colors was basically an afterthought. You know what I mean? Spot colors for flat colors. So anything that we were doing in independent field was all black and white. So it was just, yeah, the art team and we did that. And then you send the printer and then that was basically it. No digital, no computers, everything. Now there's so many, there's social media, there's digital this, and it has to be set for this platform. And we need it for this platform and there's motion comics. And there's just, there's so much that has involved and just, I just want to put out a comic book, man. But there's, there's like serious pre, it's like almost making a film. You just have to pre-plan a whole lot of stuff and then be able to execute it accordingly. Um, yeah. <clears throat> We're actually doing our first motion comic uh if we had like a stretch goal next year Sweet. for our horror anthology that we're doing mm -hmm. um chronicles of horror so yeah I, I forgot what the stretch goal number was we are we already wrote it down but yeah like you said like planning ahead of time we definitely did that for because the kickstarter we did for chronicles of horror like i was basically the only one mostly doing stuff for that right we're the one publishing it, but I didn't write or anything for it. The yeah. next issue and any issues like in the future for that, I am writing for it. But I wrote two for the upcoming one, and one is just hilarious, and the other one is just messed up. That's and, good. Yeah, <laughs> and we uh, we decided, oh, we could like make a motion comic out of this because I know a few people that know how to do that, and yeah. Hector, our, my friend Hector actually said that. Oh, you could like do it in Unity, and I was like, "Oh, well, I, if I can learn, I guess I can do that because that would like save some money." Right. There's a lot to go into all of that. Well, we we did a motion comic for Dawn and the Dead, um, as in conjunction with the pilot episode that was done for the web series to send out to Fat whatnot. So that was that was a a new experience. I I didn't do any of it. We had a, a buddy of mine who does that sort of thing. Um, so that was pretty cool. And just seeing how he was doing things and how it was all involved. I'm like, that's something I would really like to get into later on when I have time. I don't have time right now, but I'll put a pen in that and maybe five years down the road, I'll have the time to do so because it's yeah. cool stuff. So yeah, I'm seeing more and more people do like motion comics, like for intros to their comic books, like for Kickstarters. I mean, they really up their Kickstarter game. I've only ran two Kickstarter campaigns. Um, Ran three. We canceled one because of COVID, but we were able to get funded for two, and that was Zombies Volume One, Volume Two. Kickstarters are no joke. The people that are able to run multiples in the year, I don't know, dude. I don't know yeah. what they take or what they're drinking. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's these there's these guys that are on our platform, uh, Covenant Comics, and they have they did Crossbones. I think two and three this year. They right. did um, Ether, which I have both of those on my shelf. And right. then I have, uh, then Burlap. But Burlap was under another guy. Like So he was like, they had enough names on Kickstarter so they didn't have to, it was like weird. Because I actually didn't know that rule. Like you have to fulfill, like it's common sense. You have to fulfill the first one before you do another one. But I'm like, oh. So that like stopped us from doing our video game this year. That was one of the things that stopped it because our video game Kickstarter was going to be in October. Yeah. And then that didn't happen because 
one of like COVID and uh, the guy that's making our game, he's like a custodian at a school. Yeah. It's only him and one other guy and he does like all the custodian work. So he was like just too busy at work to work on our game. Mm. So that's why I want to learn how to do like some of the game stuff. So I'm not burdened with all that stuff. And I'm also trying to look for like another person that knows game design type of stuff. And they would be able to help with like texturing or something. I was trying to ask him like, what would you not want to do? (laughs) So you can just build the game and then like me and the other guy or girl would like be able to do everything else. He's like, oh, probably just putting textures on like a building. That'd be a good start. Uh, Yeah, so Kickstarter is uh, like a monster. Um, It's like a full-time job on top of your full-time job if you have one so i was like i'm working and i do like overnights so it kind of like works for me because i that's the one website they allow me to go on at work yeah so i can promote that on at least twitter not facebook or whatever but i can promote that on twitter and i can um, still share it on instagram find a way to do that uh but yeah, people are like do you sleep and i'm like no <laughs> Plenty of time to sleep later. Yeah, yeah. you're older. It's uh, sleep becomes a little bit more important mm-hmm. right now. You guys, you guys are good. I um for 2021, we're, we're I will be running more Kickstarter campaigns to help cover just our costs for the books that we're kind of doing for the smaller companies, um, and then also Zombies Volume Three and Volume Four we're going to do next year too. And we got a game that we're going to be doing with Zombies. Um, like a, like a, a card game. Oh, okay. That's yeah, cool. a card game. So when I have more to say about that, then we'll we'll do that. And I'm, well, I can't really talk about that. So I didn't. Know. <laughs> but I'm talking with someone about publishing zombies. But I'm not allowed to talk about anything else because I just signed an NDA. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, pretty like, uh, I don't. Know, I can't even think of the word right now. We're pretty. Um, Open, open. I guess there's like another word for that. I was trying to think of, but yeah, we're pretty mm-hmm. open about like um, what we say. Depending, well, certain things like Dylan just mentioned something about her game that I think people know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> people are like, oh, I can't wait to get to that part now. Yeah, uh, exactly. Well, that means they have to watch this one clip. So that's the thing. We only mentioned it once. Yeah. <clears throat> Like I was like I, I shouldn't say it right, and then he's like, "No, it's fine." I'm like, "I don't know if I, I don't know if you know what I'm saying, but <laughs> maybe someone can figure it out." But most people are like, "Oh, that's that's cool. I don't really understand, but okay." There's so yeah. much more in the game too. Like it's just if if even if we do spoil the one thing, there's like seven other things that I, we haven't even said yet. So yeah. I think one of my favorite things in it is like the the radio in the game because it's just like GTA. If you ever play GTA, yeah. we except it's just like indie music. So we try to find indie musicians like rappers and that's bands cool. and stuff. Yeah, that's that's like kind of hard to find. And then I'm also trying to find um, indie filmmakers, which that's probably the hardest to grab because nobody wants to just like let me use their movie. <laughs> really well then then you let me know because yeah there's one guy there's one guy that i remember and his name is tyler 
I can't remember. I don't know how I remember people's names. Tyler, like, Pope, I think is his name. And he's, like, from Canada. Okay. And uh, I forgot what the movie is. I think he's, like, just making it or he's finishing it. Or something. He's like, oh, I'll have something by a certain date. He's yeah. like, cool. And he's down to do it. But, like, there's only, like, him and, like, Eric Franklin are the only two people that I know that are, like, open of, like, oh, yeah, like, you could totally use, like, shorts or whatever I have. And I'm like, sweet. Like, I know Eric Franklin has Dearly Departed that he's finishing, and he has some, like, yeah. weird sci-fi type cyberpunk. Well, so I'll tell you, because a little more background on me. While I was in the whole comic book thing, I got into advertising. That's a backup plan to make my parents happy. But I worked in the graphics advertising field for 22 years. I was newspaper for five when i moved down here i worked for lockheed martin and then i worked for walt disney world and then i also did some work for like universal and nascar and then hey, there's verizon and then i was a creative director for like seven years before i semi-retired um i just got tired of working for other people and i got into film um being like a bodyguard or something like that but it's been five years um, I've been lucky enough to be in a, like, there's a film called 45 seconds. It'll be on Netflix next year. Oh, and, yeah. uh, there's a Christmas movie on Amazon right now called the Christmas ride. I have a lead in, and I've also made about five films myself. Christmas. What is it? Cause I'm Christmas, it Christmas ride by, and it was written and well, I read, it was directed by Stephanie Davis, the Christmas ride. It is a mumblecore movie. Do you guys know what that is? Yeah, I had no idea either. So Mumblecore, it's all improv. There's no script. That's awesome. Um, they give you, so you talk about what your character is basically going to be, little basic outlines, and you just improv it. So that, to me, as an actor, that was really great. And I played the father of the, the main lead, um, Dana. She's amazing improv. She is, we're separated. We're spending Christmas together. She's a rideshare person. She decides to go on Christmas and make some money and try to cheer some people up. But it's not one of those Hallmark sort of Christmas movies. It's real. There's a lot of ups and downs. Anyone and everyone can relate to someone that's in the film. So it's out right now. It's if you have Prime, it's free. Otherwise, it's like a couple of dollars. And the Christmas ride. Yeah, it's 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 a feature film. It's one of my uh, proudest moments, I think being as an actor so but to get to your point as an independent filmmakers the reason they don't want to give stuff right away is if they've made films they want to be able to either try to sell it or they do festivals and sell it so they might take two years after they make the film go through the film circuit and if they no one buys it then they're either going to put it on youtube or whatever then they're more willing to give their clips out so if you're looking for filmmakers try to find films that are a few years old and see, like, has it, have you done the films, you know, festival circuit? Are, have you done pitching? I'd like to use it for whatever. I think if you find those type of people, you'll be more apt to have, because people are like, a video game? What, really? Please, let me have my stuff in a video game. But if they're just starting or it's just finished, then they want to go through the possibility of trying to sell it or, you know, video on demand or something like that, and they have to wait. Okay. Okay, well, that's good to know now. And I just added your movie to my watch list, so. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> that's awesome. And I'm not just saying because I'm in it. It is actually a really, it's a very interesting, you have a lot of different characters, a lot of interesting stories, not all happy. There's some sad, there's some, you know, it's, it's a really, really good film. And the fact that it's 100% improvised, it's, it's 
it's pretty incredible. Yeah, that's pretty cool, actually. I didn't even know that was a thing. So I didn't know either. She's like, we're gonna make a Mumblecore movie, and I'm like, what the bobbled snowman? What are you talking about? <laughs> so she explained it to me, and I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then yeah, so and she shot it all herself. She was like the director. She was the camera person. She was the lighting person. She was the sound person. You know, it's just a one person, you know, female rock star crew who made this entire feature film. It's crazy. That's sick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's cool. I was just looking at it. I think I'm looking at an IMDb. I was like, you're like one of two people that has the last name in the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's um the first two years was just getting my feet wet. The past maybe two and a half, things kinda I was able to level up some. And uh, I'm I was in um Dan Myrick, who is the uh co writer and director of the Blair Witch Project and Jeffrey Reddick of Final Destination, they created a series called um, Black Veil. And I'm lucky enough to be in episode one. And hopefully it'll be in episode two. Not sure. When 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 COVID happened, I was on hold for the Righteous Gemstone. It's a HBO TV series that John Goodman is starring in. Um, so I'm still in the running. Uh, I don't I know. I yeah, is that on HBO? That's on HBO. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for season two. So I like a three episode. Any yeah, brides in it? We <laughs> haven't heard anything yet. So we'll see. Maybe I'll hear something in January. But, um, the film, the interesting thing about right now is I was really going good. I was, it was going to look like a really good year. I had a couple things booked and then COVID just like, bam. Yeah. Shut up right no. now. <laughs> next week is when the comic book thing just started blowing up. Like Scout said, we want Stanley. You know, hey, we want this book. Hey, we'd like to talk to you about this. And it's great. Yeah. We're making moves. Yeah. Uh, they have a subscription box thing, which is a thing that I actually had an idea for, like, probably not before they had the idea, but, like, I had the idea, like, a year or two ago, like, of doing it, just, like, trying so to figure that out. I'm moving my camera because the battery's at 10%, and oh. I don't have a plug in my studio. I have a plug in my... So you're going to have a, a much uglier and darker version of myself, and I apologize for that. <laughs> That's fine. But I got to plug in <clears throat> technology and all that stuff. Okay. And we'll put this down though. Yeah, COVID really did a number and a whole lot of people. We're I was so thankful because I was at C2E2 when we first heard about the whole COVID thing. And like everyone else, I thought, yeah, it's not gonna be bad. But like oh, yeah. the next week, Chicago basically just they shut down, shut down. Like, I was going to say, wasn't that the last convention that went on? Because I think yeah. that was where a lot of people were scared because I remember, uh, what was it? I think I, think I heard like, was it, was it Dean Kane, Superman? I think that's who I heard was there yeah. and he was like freaking out. <laughs> it's, you know, we always um, do the hand sanitizer thing and because of zombies, we had zombie juice because, you know, people are, aren't the cleanest at conventions, especially on a Sunday. Um, so we always did that, but it was crazy. Literally the next week, there was some big, um, sewing thing that was happening, I guess, or whatever done. And yeah, people were freaking out and then people weren't able to come into the country and then just here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for April of this year, 
it was going to be when our video game was going to come out Kickstarter. That didn't happen because of the whole scheduling thing. And like, he was too busy at work when I talked to him after that, I was like, Oh, I guess we're not able to do that. Yeah. Then I was going to do our comic book Kickstarter for Seer Chronicles when it do. That didn't happen until hmm. August and it was going to be in July. So we had to figure all that out. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm going to cut you off, but my my zombies Kickstarter was in March, and we canceled it, and we did it in July, August. So it's nice that it seems like Kickstarter hadn't missed a beat. Am I right on that? Like people are. This is the year that it's made the most money. I know, like Boom Studios made like a shit ton of money itself, but like in Keanu Reeves, but um, (laughs) but like this is the year. Maybe because more people were home, and they're like, "Oh, I'm going to put this out." Yeah, but uh, you'll see next year if it goes up or if it goes down. Depending on that, we'll see. I think the momentum will be kind of safe. now that the people are used to it. I think yeah, people will do it, and I think they like the extra perks and everything that they can get. What would be smart is is with Kickstarters if they if local stores would allow them to have local tiers, you know, reward tiers for local comic book stores that they could get it and then pick up and get special discounts doing at the store. You know what I mean? That way the store is involved and they can make more money too. Yeah. So one of the things, cause like enough people have told me like Travis Gibb and a couple of other people or like uh, Chuck, um, yeah. they're like, yeah, you should definitely do retail like badges. Like I haven't ever done that yet. Just because like, that's not the first thing that comes into my mind. Cause like we haven't like really, we one year, I think one of the first years we started this company, we went to comic book stores right. just to be like, we're Sierra Nova. Um, you should just check us out. We don't have anything. But we should. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, and uh, that was when we did our first, we did an Indiegogo and that completely failed. But um, that was because we didn't have an audience and we learned that pretty quick. That's why. Um, we didn't learn pretty quick because then I did another one. And, um, yeah, but Hold after something about something on, I don't know. Oh, that crackling yeah. sounds up. Oh, okay. yeah. I don't know if that's me or if that's you. Hey, guess what, guys? We're gonna go walk outside of the garage. I'll send anybody ask that question. <laughs> okay. Uh, Two dollars. Oh, okay. Someone just sent you money. All right, whatever. Never mind. We're not going out to the garage. I'll just let her do her thing. She's smarter than me anyway. Are you guys married? Uh, no. I have a no. girlfriend. That's... Well, let me tell you. If she's smarter than you, please say yes, because those are the best. They keep you out of trouble. <laughs> sure. She's, like, better uh, at, like, um, she's better at, like, budgeting money. Like, way better at that. She can budget money? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, she's pretty cool. Um, yeah, Dylan's busy, you know, with his three businesses or four or whatever he's got now. Um, yeah. So weird, that clicking, by the way, because I yeah. thought that was me at first on my keyboard, but then I'm like, that's way more frequently than I'm touching my keyboard. Doesn't it sound like a keyboard click? 
it, it just it sounds like static is what it sounds like. Yeah. Oh, to me it sounded like the mechanical pressing of a keyboard. I was like, that's why I was like, what is it? Huh. I don't know. Oh, right away. Maybe it's maybe it's right. Oh no, nope, I hear it still. Greg, Greg, meet yourself real quick. How about now? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it when when you talk, I hear it. Is it on my end? Maybe. You should try to put it on. But I mute because I, I had myself muted for a while and I still heard it. That's why I'm so. Mm. You got a fireplace in the background, cracking. That's not roasting on an open fire. That's right. I don't know. I don't hear right now, so I'm not sure. So weird. Yeah. Well, we have a special guest. Maybe it's a ghost, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're busy partners back. Yeah, so like retail packages. We actually have a store that. Um, somebody that i know is like making like they're opening uh, in the springtime and yeah. she's like oh i want all of the comics that are on your platform to be like in my store i was like sweet cool <laughs> there's like 75 of those so actually it'll be like 80 by the time i upload those but uh yeah so i just have to figure out a way to print them i think we're gonna go by like who gets the most views and those will be printed first we have to figure that out too but, right I, I'm definitely putting mine in there because uh, then I could finally say my comic book is in the store. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, we had way more planned this year. And then even though a lot didn't happen, I still did like a lot more than <laughs> I should have. I overextended myself like a ton this year. Yeah. <clears throat> like I made this event in the last few weeks <laughs> and Dylan's like yeah I probably could have like planned it out a little long, like further um Maybe like a couple weeks at least <laughs> yeah I was like oh because it went from like a live event that's going to be like three days and we would come on a couple times but like it turned into like a comic-con because I was like oh well, I did say like earlier this year I would do like a comic-con so now it happened right right um yeah so um what's your favorite comic book you've like were a part of that that wasn't yours say that one more time what's your favorite comic book that you were like a part of that wasn't that's not your own oh iron man oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah so okay cool story i was at free comic book day and um Bob Layton was there, and I was there, and he was with us, and we were chatting. We found out that we lived fairly close. I lived in Tampa, and he lived in Brandon, which is about 15 miles away from each other. So cool. And I'm like, yeah, it should help me, and I should help you, and we'll, we'll chat. We'll do something. All right, that's fine. Cool. Nothing happened. No surprise. Uh, five or six months go by, and we were at a one-day show, and he was there, and I was there. And literally, I'm walking in, he's walking out, and he clamps his hand on my shoulder. So I turn around like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, my God, I'm so happy that I found you. I totally lost your information. We have to talk. I need your help. 
sure. Give him my card again. I said, give me a call when you can, whatever. Didn't anything of it. Next day, he called me. We had lunch. He needed help on Ironman in the end, doing inking, backgrounds, whatever. But I had to work in a studio. So that's what happened. Went to his, his studio and helped him ink Ironman in the end, which was surreal. 